Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We love your word in this church. We believe, Lord, your word will transform our mind, will change us from glory to glory. Your word will cleanse us like a water from heaven. And we believe, Father, today will not be a man speak to other human beings, but will be the Holy Spirit that speak to the heart and the spirit of people. It will not be the brain talking to the brain, but will be the Spirit of God speaking to the spirit of people in this house. And their life will be changed, and they will never be the same. Your word is like a medicine. As they hear your word, Father, I pray that healings will come to their mind, to their body, to their relationships, to their family. Lord, you will bring healing in this message, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. We have been talking about fruitfulness, and I want to continue this series. And if you haven't listened to the original, the first few sermons, I'd like to encourage all of you to get the teaching. We have the MP3 or CD table out there. Our church don't believe in selling the Word of God, so we give it to you free of charge. You can buy the hard drive and come and download. There are two forms of material, either MP3, which you can listen in the computer, or in the MP3 machine, like iPod or iPad. Or you can get the track form that you can burn into the CD and listen at home and give to your friends. We also have the sermon in the podcast that you can download from the podcast. If you get from here, it will be a little bit faster because we put it in the computer right after we finish within a week or two. The sermon of last Sunday was done already. It's not in the computer yet. It's in my computer. But it's already been uh, edited and uh, get ready to distribute. We also have sermon in Japanese and in Mandarin as well and in Thai. So we try to spread the word of God as much as we can. The Bible say that in the end time, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth just like the water cover the sea. So we want the knowledge of God the knowledge of His glory to fill the earth. Amen? Let me read John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8 again regarding being fruitful. Sometimes we hear the message one time and we think we understand and know. But if we listen again and again and again, it will get deeper and deeper and build more faith and more faith. Faith is important. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. 
For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burnt. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, if you are fruitful, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. These are the words that Jesus spoke to us and to his disciple. These words are for this century as well, not only for the disciple in the early church. Before I continue to preach the message, I want to say something that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me many times a day about our church. First of all, the Lord told me to have faith and to expect. He spoke to me like this. He said that when you take your patient into the operating room and perform surgery. You don't expect your patient to come out the same. They come out healed, and they will have better life. They can go back to work. They can be functioning again. They will not live in pain. They will not have to worry about tumor or cancer in their body anymore. You expect changes and transformation, and something gonna get better. And the Lord say the same thing, that as the church here and as the pastor of the church. You must expect that people who come into this house, who join this house, their life will never be the same. Every Sunday, every care group meeting, something will happen to you in a better way. Your body will be changed. Sickness shall go away. The sick shall be healed. Demons have to leave. Your mind will be changed. Will be transformed. Your life will get better and better and better. Every Sunday that you come to church, we don't believe in going downhill. We believe in only going up. Amen. So that's our faith. We have faith that every Sunday you show up here, every time you go to care group, something good gonna happen to you. I don't have time to play game. I'm a neurosurgeon. I don't have time to play nonsense. We are not building the church for nonsense. We want the reality of Christianity. We want the kingdom of God to come. We are serious about the kingdom of God. I have no time to play game. I don't get even money from this church. Zero salary. So I'm not up here to please anybody and to make everybody happy. But I'm here to make you grow and make you change. That's my purpose. Amen. And the Lord spoke to me many times in the past couple of weeks. He say this sentence: "My will shall be done, and my kingdom come." On earth as it is in heaven, and the Lord show me and give me faith that heaven will come. When we talk about heaven, we talk about the presence of God. When we talk about the heaven, we talk about holiness. We talk about no sickness, no disease, no demons, no poverty, victory, joy, strength. And the Lord say, "You can have heaven on earth here, because that is the prayer of Jesus Christ." That we can have heaven on earth, and I have experienced heaven on earth already myself in the past 10 years. After I get into the Word and get into the file of God, Amen. No sickness, no demon around my house, no poverty, only victory, only joy, strength. And the Lord said that my people in this church can live on earth like in heaven, because that is my will. 
for them. Amen. So God gonna change you little by little and get more heaven, more heaven. Everyone say more heaven. More the things of heaven in my life. The junk have to go. Hell have to leave. Darkness have to leave. Only heaven here. Heaven in my life. Heaven in my church. Heaven in my home. Heaven in my marriage. Heaven in my parenting. Heaven in my business. How many people believe that? I believe that. That it can happen on earth here as we walk by faith and get into the word of God. Amen. I was born and growing up as a non-Christian man. I, actually, I was a Buddhist. So I worship idols. I went to temples and participated in demonic activities when I was young. Actually, when Pastor Dao was uh, a young girl, my girlfriend at that time, she saw that I was demon-possessed and I was able to speak things from demons and I saw all the miracles that demons perform in Thailand. So I know that the spiritual world is real. But thank God that American missionaries from Campus Crusade shared with me the gospel. And then the Southern Baptist missionaries told me the Bible and I got saved. And I got saved for a while. I began to learn that as a Christian, I need to go to church. I need to read the Bible. I need to worship God. I need to pray. I need to serve God. And after many years of doing that, I began to see that it pays when I obey. And it costs when I disobey. When I obey the Bible, when I do what the Bible says, to go to church, to pray, to go to care group, to study the Word, to get filled with the Holy Spirit, to worship God on Sunday, to worship God in my home, to sing song to the Lord, and to serve the Lord. Then my life starts to change. It gets better all the time. God changed me. Amen. God wants to give to us. But the devil wants to take from us. So the devil would do everything for us to procrastinate. Procrastinate to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the fire of God. To procrastinate reading the Bible. To go to church. To serve the Lord. To go to care group. You know why? Because he is a liar. He is a deceiver. He wants to destroy us. So he tried to steal all the blessing from us. But the Lord wants to bless us. If we obey the Bible and do what the Bible says, we shall be blessed, we shall be strong, and we shall be fruitful. So I want to really encourage all of you, be like the little children. that just obey the Bible easily. Don't try to argue with God. Why? How come? Just obey, and your life will never be the same. How many of you have this experience that the Bible says something, and you just keep procrastinating for years and years, and one day you make a decision to do it? And you say, oh my, I should have done this 10 years ago. It's so good that I obey the Bible and obey the Holy Spirit. We should obey the Word of God easily. Amen? From John chapter 15, we can see that it's the will of God for all of us to be fruitful. A lot of Christians don't understand this. They think that I'm saved. I just go to church when I feel like it. I will go to church when I am Free when I'm not busy. I just hang on to my faith. Oh, I'm sick. I'm okay. I can just hang on until one day I die and go to heaven. They never have even the 
idea of being fruitful and productive on earth here. They just have salvation and then wait to go to heaven. We need to be the soldier. We need to fight the good fight of faith. We need to be equipped with the armor of God. We need to have the sword of the spirit. We need to be ready to fight anytime. We are in the warfare and we are here on earth not just to sleep and to get by and to Wait to go to heaven. We are on earth here to produce and to make a big difference in this world for the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day when we go to heaven, we're going to have a lot of rewards. We're going to have a lot of crowds of glory and crowd of righteousness on our head. Amen. I thank God that He gives us spiritual happiness and satisfaction. Actually, people like to listen to the message that, oh, be happy and be successful. Thank God for happiness. Thank God for satisfaction. But the mind of God is not about your happiness only. Yes, He wants to be happy. And I'm happy. I tell you I'm happy. I'm very satisfied right now in my life. But that is not the major issue. The major issue in the hearts of God is your maturity and your fruitfulness. Are you productive on earth here? That is the primary goal of God is to make you mature, strong, and be fruitful. Not just be happy lying on the beach all day long, do nothing. Thank God for lying on the beach. We all need that sometime. We all need a rest and some vacation. But if we lie on the beach all day long and do nothing for God, we're going to go to heaven empty-handed. And we will not produce anything on earth here. We will be lazy and do nothing. We need to understand that we are living on earth here to make a big difference. God expects us to produce fruit that will remain. Fruit that will last for eternity. Not just to get by on earth waiting to go to heaven. Amen. All the Christians in the world should be trained to seek more grace from God. More anointing. More equipping of God more understanding and wisdom and knowledge so that we can do more for God each year. Each year we will be more fruitful than the last year. God's people need to be that kind of people. God, give me more anointing. Give me more grace. Give me more understanding and wisdom and power so that I can be more fruitful for you. Amen. God can give us tools to be more fruitful. God can give us more wisdom so that we will not waste our time away. Are you ready? Do you say to the Lord, I am ready. I want to be fruitful. I want to be producing more fruit for you by the grace of God. The Lord say that you cannot be fruitful without receiving the life from Jesus Christ. Abide in Him. The life of Jesus will flow through you and you can be fruitful. Not only that, the Bible says you cannot be fruitful without purging and pruning. If you go out and invite your friend to come to this church and you say, you know, wow, if you come to this church, they're going to give you a lot of money. You're going to hear the encouraging message. Oh, you'll be happy, happy. I believe this house is going to be full. But if you go out and tell people, you know, wow, I am in a good church. They teach us that we need to be pruned and purged and clean up. I think a lot of people don't want to come here. Because most people don't like the word pruning. Purging, cleaning, getting rid of the bad stuff out of your life. 
How many people invite friend to come? Say, hey, they have a pruning service. God gonna prune you to the pastor. They have a purging service. You come in, you gonna be trim off something, cut something off. I believe your friend may say, "Ooh, I don't want to go to that church. I want to go to church and tickle my ears, happy, happy, happy." The the pastor will say something that make me happy. We have only one life to live. I'm not looking for only happiness. I'm looking for maturity and being fruitful. So if God need to prune me something, I'm willing to do it. I want to change. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Second Peter chapter one verses three to four. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who calls us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, the apostle Peter said that we need to receive the divine nature in order to be fruitful, and that divine nature come from the connection with Jesus Christ. You are abiding in Jesus. You receive the divine nature into your life. You are not living your life in the way of the world anymore. You. Have the divine nature on the inside of you. Everyone say divine nature. God's nature. Verses five to eight continue to say, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, everyone say, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance. To perseverance, godliness; to godliness, brotherly kindness; and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours, if these seven things and faith, eight things, you have faith, and you add seven things into your life, what happen? And about you will neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verses nine to ten. For he who lacks these things, these seven things—virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, a love—if you lack these things, is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make. Your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. The apostle Peter say again and again that if we add to our faith virtue and knowledge and self-control, perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and love, we add all these things into our life, we will not be barren. What is opposite to barren? Fruitfulness. We will not be stumble. What is Opposite to stumble, stay strong and keep moving on to the victorious line, to the finish line. Is that right? We will be fruitful. Our life will make so many fruits on earth here before we die, and we have only limited time on earth here. So we need to add all these things into our life. A few Sundays ago, we were talking about virtue. I review a little bit. Virtue means. 
to be above, to go beyond, to be superior, to do the best we can. If we want to be fruitful, we need to be in excellence. Everyone say excellence. Virtue means goodness and excellence. What is opposite to excellence? Sloppiness and laziness. God need to purge from us laziness and sloppiness, and add on into our life the spirit of excellence. That's why our church believing in the impartation of the Holy Spirit. We all have different measures of the Holy Spirit in our life. The more of the Holy Spirit, the more excellence we have. The more of the Holy Spirit in our life, the more and the, the more we yield to Him, the less sloppiness. And laziness in our life, the Holy Spirit is like a fire will come in to purge and destroy this bad character, sloppiness and laziness, and will add to us excellence, and it will lead us to excellence in everything we do. We will advance, we will grow, we will develop, and we will become more like Christ. Amen. My goal, actually, I talked to the Lord yesterday. I say that I tell you the truth, Lord. I'm not up here to preach or lead this church as a pastor for any reputation, for having a big ministry so that people will know my name, for any money, for any any things that I can gain from this ministry. What I want, Father, this is what I talked to God yesterday in the prayer meeting. I say, God, what I want to see is that so safe and your people grow and become like Christ. If they grow and they change, that is a blessing to me already. I don't need anything else. I don't need reputation. I don't need to be known in the world. I just want to see your people advance and grow and become like Christ. So I pray that you will live a life of excellence. And we taught last time that excellence for you and for me will be different. Because we have different giftings and have different calling, amen. We should not compare to each other. My wife is excellent in what she is doing. She will do the best by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit will lead her to the excellence for her life, and not for me, because for me I cannot cook. If I try to cook, people cannot eat. Only I can boil egg. That's it. When I was a intern at university and resident, sometimes I get hungry. The only thing I can do at night is to boil eggs and eat boiled eggs. That's it. But Pastor Da can cook. She can be excellent in her cooking. She can be excellent in what she is doing. Amen. We need to pursue excellence by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will lead us and tell us what to do step by step. Lead us to higher and higher and higher. That's why the church that doesn't welcome the Holy Spirit will steal the blessing from the members. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to move and to do His work in the midst of His people. The second thing is knowledge. To virtue, knowledge. Knowledge is knowing some things. What is the opposite of knowledge? The opposite of knowledge is ignorance. Many times when you hear the word ignorance, you think in a negative way. You think it's a curse word. You are ignorant, and you say, "Oh, you know, you curse me. You look down on me. You say that I'm ignorant." But actually, the real meaning of ignorance means you don't know certain things. I am ignorant 
and you all ignorant. We all are ignorant. What I try to say is, okay, for example, I'm a neurosurgeon. I am very ignorant in pediatrics and gynecology. If you're gonna have a baby right now in this church, the baby almost come out. I will feel uncomfortable to deliver your baby because I forget how to deliver the baby now. I am ignorant in gynecology. I am ignorant in engineer, industrial engineer. I don't know anything about engineer. The only thing I know is to cut somebody back, somebody brain, open their brain. So I am ignorant in many things, and you are ignorant in many things too. And thank God, God by His grace, He doesn't expect us to know everything, but He wants us to increase the knowledge. And understanding, certain things that you don't know do not make a big difference in your life or do not change your life that much because you are not called to do it. For example, I'm not a accountant. I don't know anything about accountant, but I can hire accountant to do that job. So it's okay. I don't know about accountant, but if I'm and as a neurosurgeon and I don't know how to close the skull, put the skull back, that is a big deal. Because after I open and the skull come out and say, "Oops, how to put it back?" I don't know how to put it back. That is a big deal, is that right? So certain thing is a big deal, and certain things are not big deal to you and to me. You and me, the big deal things for you may be different from mine. My big deal things is different from you, but there are things in this life that you and I, as Christian, need to know. And if we don't know, we will not be fruitful. We need to know certain important things, and we need to pursue those knowledge. So the word ignorance describes a condition. It's not a curse word. It just describes a condition that you don't know certain things. Amen. Paul says in the Bible, "We know in part." Can you imagine the apostle Paul, who is a great apostle? He has seen, he has known so many things, and he said that I know only in part. And how about us? We know part of his parts. We even know less than him. We know only part of his parts. What I try to say is that there are parts in life that we don't really know, and because we don't know those parts, we failed. We are not fruitful. We are barren. We are unfruitful, and we face big problems. Many people face big problems because they don't know the things that they should have known, and that is the job of the church: try to educate you. Actually, the past few days, I've been thinking about this a lot. How, as a church, can we educate you the most we can to know? Most of our members are very uh, busy people, like businessmen and some highly educated people here, and you are busy with life. So that's why we use the technology of MP3 that you can study yourself at home by listening to the teaching and write it down instead of coming to the church again another day to sit in the class. So we use the technology to educate yourself. I listen to teaching all the time in my car. If you go to my car right now, I have about three boxes of CD. I listen to teaching all the time. I feed myself the Word of God. I never stop feeding myself. We all are God sheep. We need to feed ourselves. So I encourage you to be diligent in 
getting the knowledge into our life. People may say like this: "I have done everything I know," but the problem is that they may not know enough. Even though they have done everything they know, but they don't know enough. And the Lord is gracious; He wants to give us more knowledge and understanding. He wants to teach us. He wants us to advance and grow and know more of His truth. Do you notice that God called us in the Bible little children? Do you notice that Jesus said that if you are like little children, the kingdom of God will belong to you? Right now, I have two twin grandchildren. My kids grow up now; they are both eighteen, nineteen years old now. But my little grandchildren, nineteen months old, every time you look at those little children, everyone say little children. When you look at the little children, what is in your mind? Number one, you don't know what I know. Number two, you don't experience what I experience. Is that right? And three, you look at those children. You need to learn more. How to say Papa? How to say Ta? How to say Yes? Thank you. Say thank you, Nora. Josiah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so they are learning how to say the right words. When I ask Josiah, "You want water?" Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't know how to say yes yet. He said, "Yeah." You want a time out? Yeah. Ah. You want to go to bed? No. You want to play? Yeah. So that's all they know. Yeah, yeah. They don't know a lot of things. That's why God calls little children. And if we keep our heart like little children all the time, we will learn more. We will be learner. But if we think that we are smart. We know everything. I'm smarter than God. I'm smarter than my pastor. I know the Bible. I went to Bible school. I know upside down. I can memorize the whole scripture. I know all the things about the Old Testament and New Testament. If you think that way, you will never learn anything, and you will never grow, because you think you already know, but actually you don't know a lot. In fact. The more you study the word, the more you know the word, the more you will realize that you don't know much. I just talked to Pastor Dad this morning before we left home that, wow, the word has so much in the Bible, so much to learn and study. Oh, so much to teach the church. Wow, lifetime to learn the Bible because I began to realize more and more that so much things in the Bible that I need to know and practice. Amen. So we need to be like little children. We want to be hungry for the word of God, hungry for the truth of God, and God, in His wisdom, He knows that we cannot handle everything overnight. He cannot dump in the big piece of steak into our mouth right away. We have to eat little by little. So what He does to us is to give us the knowledge little by little, precept upon precept. Each year, you grow more in the knowledge. As you grow more in the knowledge, you become more fruitful. You can get the job done much easier. You can see more souls saved easily as you know the Bible more and more each year. Amen. And when you receive the new things from God, you say, "Wow, this is good. I learn a new thing," and He will answer you. But I have something else to show you too. It's not done yet. 
I have more things to tell you. I remember when I was a new believer in the Baptist church in Thailand. I went to the first five books of the Bible: Genesis, Deuteronomy, Exodus. Our five books with the American missionary. I learned. Oh, I say, wow! Now I know these five books. And later on, God showed me, "You haven't known about baptism with the Holy Spirit yet, and speaking in tongue." So I studied about baptism with the Holy Spirit in 1982, and filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue. And I said, "Wow! I graduate. I know about speaking." In tongues now, and then suddenly God say, "No, no, no, no! You don't know about making disciple. I need to show you how to make disciple." Then I study about making disciple, training leaders, and after a while, I say, "Wow! I graduate." And then one day, a demon show up in my church. I don't even know how to cast out that demon. The demon start to come on the stage, and some men, could you take her away out of this room because I don't know how to cast out demons? And then God say, "Now you need to study about demons." And casting out demons, so precept upon precept, and then I began to find out that the church so dry, and God started to show me the file of God, how to lay hand on people, the laying on of hand and the fire and the move, moving of the Holy Spirit. So then I studied about this thing for seven years before I really get the full understanding, and not full yet, still more. God still can show more. So God show us. And give us the knowledge upon knowledge, little by little, upon precept upon precept. We need to be this kind of people, little children. Don't walk into any church and say, "Oh, you know, my church doesn't teach this." God give the light to different church in a different level. Amen. Amen. I can still learn from Baptist pastor and Lutheran pastor because there are things that they know that I don't know. I still listen to them. So we should be open to learn instead of say, "Oh no, my church doesn't believe in demonology, casting out demons." So I'm not going to listen to you. It's not true. But Jesus casts out demons all the time. So if it's not true, why it's recorded in the Bible? So it means the demons are real. Then God show us how to how to heal the sick, how to walk by faith, how to rule and reign in life, to command things happen. We taught last year how to rule and reign in life, how to honor the presence of God. We taught two years ago. God add on knowledge into the church, little by little. Amen. Knowledge, precept upon precept. A lot of people who are immature and young spiritually think that they know a lot already. But the more mature you are, the more you realize that you need to know more. You need to study more. You need to learn more. I cannot be smart without God. I need the knowledge of God. Amen. And those knowledges, the understanding and the revelation that God gives to you, make your life big different. You will live in a different way from ten years ago. I give you example. Five years ago, I did not know about ruling and reigning in life, how to command sickness. So when I got sick, I don't know how to handle. But in the past three years, I learned. I understand about ruling and reigning. Lately, I rarely, rarely get sick because when I wake up. In the name of Jesus, I command no sickness touch me. This morning, God spoke to me. You can even have faith and command that you will not lose your hair, and you will not lose your teeth. You're gonna have teeth, all the teeth, until you die. Amen. Somebody get excited about losing your hair. I listened to a testimony of a man, 89 years old. 
who have never sick for 40 years he told his pastor pastor thank you so much for teaching me about faith and about the ruling and reigning this man said that i even have faith that i will not lose my hair and at 89 my hair is still black no gray hair and i don't lose and actually i have more hair than when i was young and i don't lose even one tooth because i demand and i decree it by faith this is a true story 89 years old man in texas but if we don't know how can we live a victorious life and fruitful amen the word of god will open our eyes to see the truth the word of god will help us to walk victoriously on earth here we shall become a different person each year this year will be stronger than last year next year will become more like jesus and stronger than this year we need to grow and develop by obtaining the word of god we need to stay connected with the lord and it will change us to be a different person and then we can produce more for the lord each year the fruit that will remain i want to encourage all of you don't come to church and just show up and sleep through the service don't have your mind drift off somewhere else listen to the word of god carefully don't pull up your ipad and play during the service stay focused and listen to the word of god listen to what the spirit of god want to say to you that sunday he has treasure for you to give to you that sunday to talk to you so that you will increase the knowledge on the inside of you have a teachable spirit you say god teach me i want to learn i don't know everything i am hungry for your word i want to learn your word i want to have more knowledge and more understanding the bible say in daniel chapter 11 verse 32 the people who know that god shall be strong and carry out great exploits how do you know god you need to study you need to get into the knowledge of god amen we have hundreds of cd and teaching series ruling and reigning living in the glory of the lord the file of god how to discover your ministry the understanding about the church how to pray one camp we thought about how to pray i have not even finished that series yet how to pray i have another five sermon to preach on the series how to pray or the family we need to listen and learn as much as you can because when you know the lord and know his truth you shall do great exploit you shall be fruitful you shall be powerful and the enemy cannot do anything to you amen don't waste your time many people who work with me in the or no between the cases i go to my computer i do something with the word of god or i pray i never waste time between the operating cases or surgical cases i spend time with the word and spend time with the lord i have a corner when i walk into the operating room the nurse will set up a table for me they know that i'm going to put my computer there in the corner and no one can see plug my computer on put my earphone on sometimes the anesthesiologist call doctor lao i couldn't hear until they tap my shoulder oh okay what what the patient is ready to flip on the table so i went to flip the patient on the table because i don't want to waste my time in the or gossiping talking and do something waste of time i rather stay in the word of god i want to know more of the word of god this is my lifestyle and i 
encourage you to have the same lifestyle. Amen. Next Sunday we're gonna learn about self-control. Don't miss it. <laughs> self-control is a difficult subject. Everyone say excellence. excellence. Everyone says knowledge. If you add these two things, you will be more fruitful. How many people promise that from now on you will be a good student learning from God? How many people will read the Bible every day now? Study the Word of God. Amen. How many people will listen to the teaching CD? Raise your hand up. Amen. God wants you to be strong. Amen. God gives us resources. God has given us tools to build ourselves up. We are not living like 2,000 years ago without any CD, MP3, podcast. We are living in the new generation of information. We take advantage of it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for reminding your church about fruitfulness. That we will not just go to church and wait to go to heaven. Live a defeated life. We want to be productive. We don't want to be barren and unfruitful. Oh Lord, Train your people in this house to be the soldier, to be the army of God, that their life will be so full of grace and anointing and knowledge and power to be fruitful for you. Whether they are housewife or they are Lord nurses or teacher in the school or businessmen, Father, and also pray, Lord, that their life will never be the same. They shall be more productive for you in the years and the months to come. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I pray for people, I'd like to ask this question. Are you sure that you have relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you sure that you will go to heaven? Are you sure that you are a child of God? If you are not sure that you are a child of God, I want to encourage you to make the decision today. God is knocking at the door. And you open the door, He will come in. If you say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I have done many things wrong in my life. I ask you to, for- to forgive me. Come into my life. I want to be a real child of God. He will come in. Just to go to church doesn't save you. Just to read the Bible doesn't save you. You need to have relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to do that, I'd like to lead you to prayer. How many people want to go to heaven for sure? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be a child of God for sure? Raise your raise up, up high. How many, how many people want a million dollars? Raise your hand up. Oh, so high. Wow. When we talk about million dollars, so high. How many people want to go to heaven? How many people want to be a child of God? Raise your hand up. Amen. Let's pray together. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I have the sinful nature. But you are the holy God. You are perfect. And the wages of sin is death. I don't want to die. I want to live. I want to live in heaven for eternity. I want to live a victorious life on earth. Lord Jesus, you say in the Bible, I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. So today, I receive you, Lord. 
receive you as my Lord and Savior. I turn away from my sin and give my life to you. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. You are the living God, and you are my God and my Savior. In your name, I am saved now. My name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am saved. I am delivered. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before I lay hand, I'd like to explain something quickly. You know, as a Christian, we want to follow the Bible. We don't want to follow the tradition. And if you study about the life of Jesus carefully, everywhere he went, he blessed people by laying on of hand. He lay hand on the sick, that the sick got healed. He lay hand on people, and demons come out. And actually, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, the fundamental doctrine is repentance, Baptism and the laying on of hands. Actually, the laying on of hands is fundamental doctrine in the local church. And the devil has stealed this thing out of the local church for many years, many, hundreds of years. Why? Because we want to build the church in a natural way, in a physical way. Nice coffee stand, Starbucks, latte out there. Have good food to eat in the church. Nothing's wrong about that. But the church is a spiritual house. And if we don't lay hand and impart the Spirit of God on people, we are stealing people's blessing. Amen. The Bible says that you lay hand for a few reasons. Number one, appoint the elders. Number two, to bless people. I lay hand on Pastor Da all the time to bless her. I lay hand on my children to bless them. The blessing comes through the laying on of hand. That is biblical. Not only that, the laying on of hand for healing, you get healed. You get healed by the laying on of hand. Jesus said, go in my name and lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. Amen? Amen. Not only that, the laying on of hand will impart the things of heaven into your life. God used the laying on of hand to impart the good things. I have been in this kind of things for 14 years. And I noticed that I have been healthier, have been happier, more prosperous, stronger, my faith has grown. It's good. Tradition of the church say, singing doxology and say bye-bye, go home. People come in dead, people leave the church dead. Never change for years and years. I don't accept that. If people come to this house, they have to change. Amen? Something good must happen. And God used a few ways. Number one, preaching the word. Preaching the word is only to change your mind. But laying on of hand is the work of the Holy Spirit which change inside you. The deep things that pastor like me cannot do. Man cannot touch the deep things in your life except the Spirit of God. And the fellowship. We have lunch every other Sunday to fellowship, to encourage one another, to feel the love of the community. So we want to be complete. We want to have the word. We want to have the Holy Spirit, the laying on of hand. And we want the fellowship, the training, the discipleship. Amen? Amen. Then the members will be strong and healthy. 
all the time and going higher and higher and higher in the ways of God. Amen. How many people agree with that? Thank you, Jesus. What I'm doing here is Jesus' way. Lay hand. Remember one time children come to him and the disciples said, don't let them come near you. They bother you. And Jesus said, come near me. And he lay hand on them and blessed them. Jesus lay hand. It's a touching ministry. You touch. You impart. Amen. And you can do the same thing to your children. When you go home, you lay hand on your children. You lay hand on your husband, your wife, your kids. One man say, empty hand lay on an empty head. You understand what I mean? If you have nothing in your life, you cannot give to people. You come to church, it's like a gas station. Church is like a gas station. You come and fill up the gas. So when I lay hand, this is the horse. Horse. So you fill up. And when you go out into the world, you have something inside you to lay hand on the sick, to cast out demons, to give to people. If you're empty, you cannot give to people. Sunday is a day of free of charge. Not one gallon, $3.85. Free of charge. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people ready to be right now? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the laying on of hand. We thank you for the touch of God. We thank you for the impartation by the Spirit of God from heaven. We believe today the hand of Jesus will be on the head, on the life of people who are hungry for you, Lord. Today is not Pastor Lao, but it's the hand of Jesus. The Spirit of Jesus will touch your people today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anoint us, O Lord, with your spirit, zooming us with the fire. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a more gathered in your name, I live to you.